the year is 2021. The world is fucked. A spectre of death looms over the games. But that won't stop the world's most successful Olympic nations descending on Tokyo. The People's Republic of China. The divided states of America. The country formerly known as Russia. But this show is not about those countries. This show is about the little guys. The underdogs. The battlers looking to wrap their fists around a medal and become a national holiday. This is Medallica, colon, minnows versus the world, colon, truck ramp to Tokyo. How fucking good does this taste and feel? We got one. We did. <laughs> we finally, it's taken us three Olympics. Three Olympic but, cycles, yeah. <laughs> but finally, one feature athlete we follow has medaled. <laughs> it is the best. Huge news with Huge Fab, it who is, picked oh. up a bronze medal, the first ever for BF, Bikina Faso. Absolutely. Bitch fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> small city of Ugadugu is uh, going ham. Yeah. Just fucking really hard in the paint, judging on the uh, photos coming out of Huge Fab's social media. Yeah. Um, hold on. There haven't been any photos from back home. It's just been him reposting various people, congratulating him like us. Yeah, absolutely. So there's this guy named Jean-Victor Traor. I don't know how to say it. That's not a bad effort from you. Okay, well, I'll spell it out for you. You're the Tappy Volot Master. <laughs> T-R-A-O-R-E. Traor. That's what I said. It's what you said. Well, the, this is probably the only time where we can come together. Look at us, Israel and Palestine. <laughs> Except for that one time in Korea, but we don't talk about that <laughs> night. <laughs> so, Jean-Victor, JV, if you will, he reposted our thing, our, our, the tile that I made last night after a fistful of beers yeah and was just like yes how good i didn't get a notification <laughs> from, from that i assume he screenshot it and then just put it up on his stories also john victor he has 1331 followers and has a fucking verified blue tick so if if logic holds all we need is 400 followers <laughs> to become verified <laughs> then again this guy is a professional athlete <laughs> I've already told you so many times, if you hadn't have been hacked by a terrorist organisation on your own Facebook, you would be able to see that we have 25,000 on Facebook. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> Stop that Stop sweating Insta, you <laughs> psycho. <laughs> but then Huge Fab ended up uh, reposting that. So yeah. in a way, Huge Fab is all about us. <laughs> well, yeah, he is all about us. I am... Um, mortified that he hasn't responded to the very clear messages that I've sent him on all of his social media. <laughs> Again, they begin, Bonjour, huge fab. <laughs> Je m'appelle Gus. Du podcast Medallica, a minnow versus the world. <laughs> Nous aimerons vous interviewer dans notre émission. Nous sommes de grands fans. <laughs> Parlez-vous anglais? Pour nous convaincre un rendez-vous. Which translates to, G'day, huge fab. <laughs> It's this old fuckhead, Gus, from your favourite podcast, Medallica, colon, Minnows vs. The World. We would love to interview you sometime about your race. We are huge fans. Do you speak English? And is there any chance that we could grab you for a 15-minute chat? <laughs> Which is a bad thing in French because it literally means to grab... <laughs> It's, he, it do, trans, Australian doesn't doesn't translate. You yeah, can just grab you for a quick. 
<laughs> it's just was... like the translation is like, can I molest you? <laughs> Have a chat. Yeah, not not only that, but in the exit package from Burkina Faso to their Olympians, I'm pretty sure they said, don't get nabbed in Tokyo. Yeah. <laughs> this is what the pack was about. <laughs> don't get molested. Do not get done. So, yes, uh, we will be waiting with bated breath to see if the one and only huge fab, the toast of a nation, uh, not <laughs> the actual toast, the <laughs> famously devoid of bread. But he probably is sponsored by some sort of bread brand now. Pretty sure any Burkina Bay or Burkinabe brand that there is is all over his shit at the moment. He's selling cars, he's selling bread, he's selling the equivalent of Optus. (laughs) He's doing it all. (laughs) Yeah. Farsotel, (laughs) you've never spoken like this. (laughs) (laughs) Now with a receiver. And it's Um, just like, how do you start working triple jump into like your market? You know how like a lot of people will be like, so you can run your own race with, like, this good. What are you supposed to do with triple jump? <laughs> Hop, skip, and jump your way into the best communications provider Burkina Faso has. 100%. That's it. Well, life's just one big pirouette, so head down to Ooga Dugu Motors, sponsored by Huge Fab. Uh, But yes, again, we are massively overjoyed that the uh, great nation of Burkina Faso has uh, broken the duck. And Mm. this all started five years ago with one huge grimace of a judoka, (laughs) Rashid Sidibe. Yeah. Um, He famously did not advance past (laughs) his first round match. Um, but he was... Uh, he the molested big... the other guy. <laughs> <laughs> he just he <laughs> sat on the other guy until the referee called game over. <laughs> DQ. Um, but yeah, he, he was from Burkina Faso and uh, we fell in love with the, with the great nation at that point mm. with a, a similarly hackneyed approach of uh, yelling bonjour Rashid yeah. at him over socials. But it is fantastic to see they have uh, finally left... Um, the ranks of uh, pure minnows, and they are now in pursuit of gold. So yeah. they've, uh, they're in the best possible place you can be as a minnow, which is uh, not relegated to the uh, absolute desert of multi-nations. Yeah. Instead, you, you're just chasing gold. You're not in the championship. You're now in the Premier League for minnows. Yeah, yeah. Com- so you've got medals. You just have never won the top prize. Yeah, which is great because that m- makes you the biggest fish in a... Very meager pond. Yeah. <laughs> a pond that we love, a pond that we own. <laughs> a pond for the people. <laughs> That's it. And so, again, welcome to Medallica Colon Minnows versus the World Colon. Truck ramp to Tokyo. It's only seven minutes in. And <laughs> if, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome to day 14. Wow, you are late to this party, but we are the world's premier podcast featuring countries that have never won an Olympic medal. I am Gus. You are Jemapel Rig. Fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> I assume that's the word. Enchanté, my Shelley. So, we have a, another important part of this show that uh, we've we've got a couple of uh, of boxes to tick this show. Yep. And one of them is this, is... this is exactly how I approach getting into the booth with you. Well, I mean, we're not in a booth during lockdown, but this is what it's all for. I think to myself, 
I got a bunch of boxes to tick <laughs> with my friend <laughs> Gus dragging my feet to the laptop. <laughs> you are surrounded by your two-man support crew on either side <laughs> feeding you strychnine and eggnog. <laughs> Hello, the 1904 St. Louis yeah. Marathon. I've just got my housemate sponging my mouth oh. with warm water. For anyone that doesn't understand what we're talking about, jump onto our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash Gus and Rig. We've posted a uh, an exclusive piece of content there which covers the 1904 Olympic Marathon, oh. which is... I think I almost had to have my appendix out. Oh, <laughs> my, ch- my fucking cheeks hurt last night. I was crying on air. Oh my god! Uh, but speaking of speaking of Patreon, uh, we just want to give a big shout out to everybody that financially supports us and uh, helps to keep this show running. We are two battlers just giving it a red hot crack, running on the smell of an Oogadoogoo Motors rag. <laughs> running on the smell of a red hot crack. <laughs> Uh, but en- enough about Rashid Sadibi's ass. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a wonderful patron or a supporter of the show, Tom, who has recently sent us a message saying, give me your bank details. And this is usually not a good start. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I'm here to help. I know a prince in a certain <laughs> continent. I just need your help to get $1 million <laughs> <laughs> out of Ethiopia and into your account. Yeah. What's the catch, Tom? There is no catch. Don't ask any more questions. Give me your bank account, you fucks. So Tom sent us 50 actual dollars, and we weren't sure that this was real until the money hit our account because, you know, you can never be too careful yeah. with anyone named Tom. Exactly. What a common shyster name. I know. <laughs> They're everywhere. Ever they since I first saw it in the Bible, I was like, red flags. I don't trust Tom since I found out that Thomas Midgley Jr. is the biggest killer this world's <laughs> ever known. The creator of leaded petrol and CFCs. <laughs> He's worse than Genghis Khan. <laughs> he is. And you see, no one's calling their kid Genghis either. <laughs> so, Adolf, Genghis, Tom. <laughs> the three villainous names we should scratch from the record. So anyway, a couple of days ago, Turkmenistan, the great horse-loving, gas-crater hell-owning <laughs> <laughs> nation that none of us will ever go to <laughs> and neither does anybody else. But silver linings will never catch COVID in. <laughs> you can't get COVID where there is no COVID. Can't catch what you can't see. <laughs> it's fact. Oh, wait. <laughs> no, that's the Turkmenistan cough. <laughs> <laughs> totally different rig. Old sand throat. <laughs> the desert flu is claiming thousands <laughs> of Turkmen bashies <laughs> by the Turkmen bashi load. <laughs> Their Turkmen bashies are overflowing with Turkmen bashies. <laughs> so Turkmenistan win a silver in the weightlifting and we go ham. As you would expect because this show is about people who've never won a medal winning a medal. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> the name of the show. <laughs> So we go to social media and post up on Facebook and Insta uh, our joy, our yeah. exuberance. Mm. Just a red letter day in Minodum. 100%. And then what do we get met with? 99% total joy. <laughs> yeah, well, fine. But <laughs> you know what? People always tell me that I focus on the negative. <laughs> And that's exactly what I'm doing in this part because, yes, 99% of it was great, but the 1% was a fucking bloke named Peter who loves to fish and is a thousand years old. (laughs) 
he looks like he was there when Jesus was born. He was there when Turkmenistan appropriated borders <laughs> and became a country. <laughs> he caught the first ever fish. <laughs> So the one with legs that got out of the water. <laughs> That's it. He's just there standing next to the fucking amoeba. <laughs> <laughs> Casting a line of drool into the original swamp. <laughs> Come the primordial here. soup. That's it. Come here, ooze. Pete's hungry. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> oozy old Pete's from Queensland. <laughs> and he commented reported this post is offensive and that makes him immediately the enemy of minnows the enemy of minnow lovers and enemy of turkmenistan join the queue (laughs) (laughs) behind us (laughs) but also it made him the enemy of tom Mm. tom was having none of pete coming in and being uh, the only negative comment on our facebook and said hey i'll give you 50 bucks (laughs) to do an entire ad about Fishing Pete. (laughs) And we said, we'll do anything for money. (laughs) (laughs) We are literally... We are the audio equivalent of standing on the fucking street with a cardboard (laughs) sign. (laughs) We'll do anything for money. We are verbal sluts. (laughs) For cash. <laughs> if you have a thing that you want us to talk about and you happen to have more than $20, <laughs> we are your blokes. Absolutely. And we will put all of our oozing verbal sweat, <laughs> blood, and tears into this. <laughs> and we did. And these are the results. Things were different when I was growing up. There were no masks around, there was lots of fish. We had rights, and the fish were always jumping. We used to spend our time outside, not in front of screens. A trip to the cinema only cost one fish, and there was no violence. People had respect for fish. We used to say hello to one another in the street. People would shake each other's fish. Pleased to fish you too, you'd say. As you put your fin in someone else's. Oh yeah. Those were the fish. And when you fish to the poles this weekend, remember to vote Peter for Maryborough. No fishy business. Fishball by the fish party. I hate that guy. <laughs> oh so much. So, so good. and Fiery hot like a thousand (laughs) suns. And for anyone wondering, we have had a look at the upcoming uh, mayoral ballot in uh, Maryborough and it is just Pete, the fisherman, and a dead dog. (laughs) Pete is an outsider. (laughs) (laughs) If we we know mayoral elections, (laughs) we know that anything dead has a better chance getting up. That's it. Old Yalla, dead Chuck, is going to be the mayor, regardless of the fact. I mean, he couldn't do a worse job than Pete. Pete sucks. <laughs> He's the worst. He is the worst. And if you would like to be like Tom, be like Tom. Send us cash. Yes. Our uh, morals are very questionable when it comes to what we will do for 50 bucks <laughs> on a microphone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Just wiping the sweat off my brow. <laughs> I was like, thank God you put that disclaimer in there. (laughs) How hot do you think we are? (laughs) (laughs) I I wouldn't pay you 50 bucks.
<laughs> so if you would like to send us 50 bucks and stitch up your mate, or if you want us to hang more shit on Pete, then you can uh, get in touch with us at our Instagram, which is Gus and Rig. Yep, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Or you can jump onto Facebook and check out uh, that comment from Pete and just give him peace of your mind. Yeah, love that. <laughs> so with that in mind, it is time to move on to the Minnow Medals, which yes. you are going to explain to everybody. Absolutely. All right. All those countries who have ever won a gold medal, delete them out of your mind. US, gone. China, dead. <laughs> <laughs> Then what you have left are minnows who have never won. The top performing in any event will, or the top three in any event, will receive gallium, steel, or brass medals. Then we will collate it, put it into a table, make it look purdy for you. <laughs> we sure will. That's what we do with our days. Absolutely. It takes forever. It certainly does. But it helps when uh, there is a helping hand given from uh, loyal listeners like Tom. Yes, Tom. The good Tom. Yeah. The, the real Tom. Have we told you how much we love the name Tom? Tom is a strong name. It's good. means pride in old Aramaic. <laughs> it certainly does. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been more sure that something was a fact <laughs> than that sentence I just heard. But the thing is with proto-languages is that it also means goat. So... <laughs> It, mean, it just depended on context. <laughs> it means to punt the headless carcass <laughs> of a goat between two trees. <laughs> what a strange uh, name. Uh, can you use it in a sentence? Sure. Tom, come out here so we can tom this goat. Uh, anyway, so uh, good Tom has been uh, giving us a helping hand with yeah. the Minnow Medals because he is a dead set ledge. Yeah, he's a legend and he's just a slut for data entry as an environmental scientist, <laughs> which we really appreciate because Minnow Medals do take forever and it's made all the better and it's so rewarding when you do the medals only to find out that nothing has changed in the top three, <laughs> which is the case today. So Malaysia, they went a gallium clear now. Oh, from Moldova. Huge. So Moldova could only manage a steel in yesterday's competition, whereas Malaysia picked up a gallium and a steel. And the top three rain, uh, remain the same, Turkmenistan holding down third. But there's a fast finishing, Bosnia and Herzegovina, and Guatemala storms into the top ten with this effort from yesterday, which was... The men's 20-kilometre walk, gallium, Guatemala, Huge. steel, Guatemala, yep. brass, Guatemala, oh, the sweep. There it is, the, the janitor. And I'm pretty sure for the first time, asterisk, that's happened this games. <laughs> it's definitely the first time we've seen it in the data. Don't go back and check. <laughs> we no can't remember. Or if you do check, message Tom. Yeah. <laughs> it was Tom's fault. Tom, give us your email. We'll oh. forward all correspondence. <laughs> Tom sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Real roller coaster of Tom's this ep. Um, but yes, uh, Malaysia are just sailing off into the distance. Mm, a bit of Orinoco flow about it. <laughs> I loved putting that on our Instagram today. <laughs> and just a quick note, San Marino are games for the ages. They are fucking making it rain. They came home with another bronze medal yesterday. Huge, huge. Isn't that uh, massive? Was this in sailing? This was in uh, in wrestling. Oh, good by them. Yeah, the men's freestyle, 86 kegs. Gee, the, the wrestling is really turning out to be one of those uh, very minnow-esque. Oh, you love to see it. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. So San Marino 
physically wrestle yeah. the medal out of the clutches of Kyrgyzstan. But how's that going from fucking no medals to a silver and two bronze for the games? Yeah, well, that's what happens when you have a dickload of money, isn't it, Rig? They're absolutely right. And if you want to send us money... No, I'm kidding. Anyway. <laughs> We're not, not doing that again. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Our Patreon is <laughs> www.patreon.com slash Gus and Rig. Send us cash or we can't do this show. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what the messaging has to be. We can't do this. <laughs> it's, the messaging should be this. This is day 14, which means you have 17 free episodes. <laughs> <laughs> which also, I took leave for this. This is costing me money. <laughs> Don't lie to the people and pretend you have a job. So <laughs> we move on to the new entrance. Mauritius. Yes. DRC. You didn't know what that was when what you saw it? that on the show plan. <laughs> Democratic Republic of the Congo. Are they a minnow? Big time. Wow. Okay. Uh, Zambia. Yep. North Macedonia. Or old Greece, depending <laughs> on who you ask. <laughs> the OG Greece. Yeah. Guinea. And I've put a little note there yeah. because there are four countries in the world that have Guinea in the title. Absolutely. And that was the final one. We completed the set. <laughs> That's it. Play the Druid. <laughs> We can now put hotels on all of those countries. Yeah. <laughs> Build them up. Charge maximum rent. Yes. They are the brown, though, in Monopoly. <laughs> Old Kent Road. That's it. Land on Guinea Bissau at your absolute peril. Yeah. You'll owe us nine bucks. <laughs> They're going to bankrupt you the slow way. <laughs> Minnow oh. Monopoly is definitely being made. Oh, totally. That is great. Oh, fantastic. Anyway, our absolutely bumper ep continues with another huge instalment of Minnow Watch. But there's no minnows left to track. Here comes Apocalympics now. Apocalympics now. What a well-oiled machine we're running here. (laughs) Just two guys shoveling coal into the furnace of the Titanic. <laughs> shoving, shoving porridge into the sock. <laughs> That's it. Hold, seams, hold. <laughs> do what you were built to do. Keep porridge in, damn it. <laughs> into the sock. <laughs> yes, and uh, just like finding a sock filled with porridge, everything is going horribly wrong at the Tokyo Games. <laughs> As we limp towards the finish line <laughs> like a brandy-filled marathon runner. <laughs> Rig, what have you got? So, first thing for Apocalympics, I feel like this happens every single Olympics that we cover. So, picture this. You are an athlete or bear. Easy. And you've, co- <laughs> and you've oh, come... Wow, left-hand <laughs> turn there. The first bit, I'm like, well... I'm 100 hours away from the Olympics, so <laughs> yeah. colour me an athlete. <laughs> that should be the next one. 100 hours to become a bear. <laughs> it's really a book of nursery rhymes that we're working on. <laughs> Russian bedtime stories. 100 hours to become a bear. And other cautionary tales from the Republic. <laughs> cautionary tale or guidebook to Olympic success. <laughs> No, 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 that's just a giant picture of a syringe. (laughs) It's a one-page book. It's more a brochure, a flyer, if you will. So you've decided to win gold medal. (laughs) Turn over. 
<laughs> Just the address of a doping station. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, imagine you are an athlete and you're from a proud sporting nation and Go on. you get up onto the dais ready to get that medal around your neck that you pick up off your Nan's silverware dish <laughs> in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> Along with a $9 bouquet of flowers <laughs> from, from fucking Terry White Chemist. <laughs> That's right, Tokyo Organising Committee. We see you, <laughs> you corner-cutting fucks. And you're just like, great, can't wait for this. And the announcer rings around the stadium, not with a phone, but the voice <laughs> rings around the, the empty stadium and says, and here are the athletes from the country that you're representing and very proud to be representing only that they get your country wrong. And they're just like, you know what? Are you from the Ukraine? Says the announcer in his head. Great. May I introduce to you the Russians? Oh, for fuck's sake. (laughs) That's exactly what two synchronized swimmers had to deal with being called Russians instead of Ukrainians, which is, Iffy. <laughs> Iffy. Historians would call that yikes. <laughs> Less than ideal. <laughs> it, it is possibly a window into the future, terrifyingly. Yeah. <laughs> Foreshadowing. People have, just, people have described it as not the best. <laughs> it's the best. But yeah, they're just sitting there. There's literally a photo taken of them where one of them's going, as if to say WTF with her palm towards the sky. <laughs> That's it. Shrugging. <laughs> we finally found out what happened to that bear that was inside the baseball stadium. <laughs> it's hitchhiked its way over to the fucking pool, <laughs> just living in the audio booth. <laughs> Gun to a French-speaking commentator's head. <laughs> you say Russia again. <laughs> you say Russian. They belong to us now. <laughs> it's... But it happens almost every time. It's either like they run out of like the right fucking flag or like, which is weird. And that's happened in the past where they put up the wrong flag for a nation and you're just like, I think it happened to Australia in one of the first Olympics. They put up Austria instead. Yeah. Or or, or the anthem thing happened. And it's, it's happened in multiple Olympic games, which is weird because I thought the Olympics were like a fucking big W where you could go in and be like, you got any more Australian flags out the back, though? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't find any out here. <laughs> yeah, it's always a cluster. And not only that, but they should just literally have a blank flag where if uh, you break glass in case of emergency, you just draw it. <laughs> <laughs> like a placemat at a diner. <laughs> that's, that's it. There's just a <laughs> set of paints. Crayons. And a, and a white surrender flag. <laughs> This could be anything. This could even be the flag that we need. (laughs) Old mate from Burkina Faso just like (laughs) scribbling away. That's it. Sweat on his brow. It's much easier for countries like Italy as opposed to the intricacy of the Looney Tunes flag that is Uganda. Oh, totally. (laughs) That bird would be fucked to paint. Oh, absolutely. That's why... Big fan of Indonesia and Poland. Oh, great flags. <laughs> One crayon. <laughs> Half of it's already white. Half of it's already done. <laughs> That's perfect. Poland, the ultimate cop-out flag. We're already half white just in case we have to surrender again. <laughs> and then if you fuck it up, you can just turn it upside down. <laughs> That's it. We were Indonesia the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> what have you got, man? Mate, <laughs> I am just... So, so keen to bring you the story of a trans-Tasman jealousy as old as time. The 
Anzac affable spirit that is actually a grudge match between New Zealand and Australia in every facet. It's always been there. They're the uh, the younger brother to the to the Australians, so to speak, and it's constantly just a um, a battle whenever they go up against each other. Totally. Now it turns out that that's not just on the sporting field. That has spilled over to the end game. That end game is, of course, getting rat fuck on a plane on the way home <laughs> from the Olympics. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> because the Kiwis chartered a flight out of Tokyo, piled all their Olympians on there, and then like a Bledisloe Cup uh, version of who can be a bigger fuckwit at 30,000 feet <laughs> <laughs> have managed to sink an inordinate amount of piss <laughs> on this flight home. They drank half the alcohol on a 747. Oh, my God. And just at a rough calculation, again, I'm no maths guy, but I think, unless I haven't carried the one... Uh, That's that like 10 litres. They drank <laughs> two and a half million beers. <laughs> <laughs> but... Literally, there's all of these reports coming out um, about how they got so rowdy on on the flight that the captain had to come out of the cockpit to come and have a yarn. This is an Air New Zealand flight. How New Zealand is that? Yeah. (laughs) The captain... Oh, come on, guys. The captain came out to try and talk down the rugby team. (laughs) (laughs) Just chill out. (laughs) Chill out, guys. We're just That's necking those. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? We need to get to the bottom of this. So what we're going to do is uh, we are going to get the most famous Kiwi mullet yes. ever bred on the show tomorrow. And uh, he is going to give us a, a rundown. We're going to put some questions to him about uh, whether he thinks that this was a, a deliberate attempt um, to take the Aussies to task on who could party the hardest uh, or whether Kiwis are just pests in the air. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's phenomenal. But how's some of these... Kiwis co- are famously not used to flying. No. So <laughs> they are flightless. <laughs> they are flightless. <laughs> they are the penguins <laughs> of the Tasman <laughs> who are also from the Tasman. <laughs> you are nailing this. <laughs> If you want to sign up for bird facts, hit us up on Gus and Rig on Insta. Who are you kidding, Insta? I'm making that a Patreon tier. <laughs> it's going to take hours for me to dissect the difference between a Spinifex widow and a fucking dick-nosed kookaburra. <laughs> Ornithology watch with Gus. <laughs> Birds be like that, right? Yeah, and I'm only going to get you to do the Latin names. In fact, we're going to give you a quick preview of that right now. So I've just gone ahead and found an appendix from some fucking <laughs> weird-ass bird book. And I've sent you the link. I'm and it comes, with, it. it comes with common names and it comes with a scientific Latin name. So I'm just going to give it to you. Let's start at the top. The red-throated diver. What's a scientific name for that? Oh, of course, Rig. It's a bird that I know very well. In fact, when I was a young boy, I would have been... Nine, I think, when I saw my first uh, red-throated diver, or as my father called them, Gavia Stellate. Yep. 
And what about those storm petrels? They're oh, eh. <laughs> Fa- famously uh, pesky bird of uh, the <laughs> southern North Arctic Circle. Uh, <laughs> they, they feed only on the entrails of lost explorers. Uh, and their Latin name is, of course, Hydrobates Pelagicus. <laughs> yeah, nice work. And finally, one of my favourite birds, as you know, which I've mentioned to you many, many times. In our passing conversations about birds, go is on. Is the humble shag. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Curious species, to be sure. <laughs> really? Great, and, and a great choice as a favourite bird. <laughs> a a favourite of ornithologists through the yaw. <laughs> as we say. Yeah. <laughs> they are... Uh, <laughs> Everyone remembers the first time that they wrapped their binoculars around a shag <laughs> <laughs> and just just drunk in the pure beauty of the thing. Absolutely. Everyone I know, every bird watcher always aims to see a shag. Oh, completely. And you never forget your first one. You never do. <laughs> and they're Latin. Some not always great. It doesn't matter. They come in all shapes and sizes. <laughs> Absolutely. Fast, and it all, 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 slow. All that matters is that you see one. <laughs> Completely. It's That's it. It's actually not a... Once you've ticked that box, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> then you can move on with your bird watching. Um, the, the Latin, of course, for the purists <laughs> is... Fella Crocker Corex <laughs> Aristoteles. <laughs> Well Snorri done. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is that is fantastic. I would uh, I would love for that to be a full show. <laughs> it's a show. <laughs> it's, it's something. It's some kind of something. But yes, we'll be talking to Peter Michael tomorrow about uh, about the Kiwis. I will save the rest of the Kiwis uh, uh, flight of disaster until we uh, do talk to the flying mullet. Love that. So something that has been a real hit with the people. Has been seeing shags. No, it's been looking at your 100-hour challenge Ah, to to become an Olympian. And, Gus, we have been looking at this all wrong. Because what we should be looking at are sports that aren't even yet part of the Olympics, but are confirmed. Yeah. We received a message from loyal friend of the show, patron Kyle Alexander. He sent me a text being like, surely Gus has this in the bag. In 100 hours, would you be able to compete at the Paris Olympics oh, no. in the humble sport of breakdancing? <laughs> <laughs> I knew this was going there. I knew it was going there. Because as Kyle knows, I'm a very, very accomplished breakdancer. Or, Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> yeah, bra- breakdancing or... Known in the Latin as Podiceps Cretatus. (laughs) Why didn't you lead with that? (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Rarely seen in the wild. More of an urban bird. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) could I become an Olympic breakdancer in 100 hours? Well, currently there are no Olympic breakdancers. So, we're all level. Yeah. So, probably. But... I will not be doing that. And you know why? Why? Because there's already a long, long list of people that have been messaging us about exactly this through the Facebook, suggesting that there is only one event that I should really be looking at. I mentioned fencing already because it is piss week. (laughs) (laughs) How does something that evolves from 
one of the most sort of savage yet impressive parts of any duel. What, being but an extra in Pirates of Penzance? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but like how does it go from being like a life or death situation where people, you know, were engaged in conquest and battles of yore suddenly turn into this weird pansy, let's all dress in white and smack each other with like swords made of cardboard. <laughs> it's based, It should now be referred to as car antenna fighting. <laughs> <laughs> because that's what it is. I would actually prefer to watch that. <laughs> it's, it's exactly that. No, it has been uh, it's been brought to my attention that the the softest event at the Olympics has to be the modern pentathlon. <laughs> the softest <laughs> because it involves being mediocre at five things. Yeah, which you could do. <laughs> I can I can be mediocre at more than five things. Yeah. <laughs> Why stop at five? Yeah, fencing, horse riding. Shooting. Those are all things that require fuck all skill. Yeah. <laughs> like, ab- absolutely so no. The horse skin. does all the work. The gun does all the work. <laughs> the <laughs> car antenna does all the work. <laughs> the sword does it all. What are you even doing, you useless lump of flesh attached to a <laughs> you sword? Are, you are nothing but a wrist. <laughs> you suck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, freestyle swimming, but it's only 200 meters. Oh, that's fine. Okay. I can't drown, surely. Uh, <laughs> famous last words. <laughs> and and then cross-country running, a uh, bit, bit over three Ks. Now, I was a cross-country runner at school, <laughs> so that's one that I've got covered. <laughs> As for swimming, surely these fuckheads at the Olympics can't be that fast. <laughs> Have you noticed, though, that, like, so with Decathlon, uh, I was watching it the other day, and they all have, like, all of the records in the respective events are really shit. So we watched the high jump the other day where, you know, Italy and Qatar shared the the gold medal. Yeah. They were attempting 2.89 metres. Oh, my God. The guy who came... So high. The guy who came... Surely not 2.89 uh, I think it was two point three something. Oh, sorry, two point three nine. Two point sorry. Three meters is like sorry. Two point stuff. Two point three nine. You're quite right. Two point three nine, and the decathlon guys were losing their minds doing two point zero five. Oh yeah, and I was just like, I could do that. <laughs> it's it is it is that, but also it just looks so dumb, and uh, and I mean this in. The most serious way. (laughs) I mean this in the most insulting way to modern pentathlon. At every single Olympic since 1912, people have tried to remove this. Really? (laughs) They have have dead set tried to pull it every game. There is a massive movement to fuck this off because the only reason it exists (laughs) is that the events are all... Uh, based on the skills needed by an uh, a Greek soldier in ancient times. Yeah, right. So it's patterned on events representing uh, skills yes. needed by infantry. Yes, the where I remember learning about the three hundred stand in Sparta, where they all had guns. Yes, of course, fighting <laughs> off the Persians, <laughs> just picking them off. <laughs> what? The ancient Greek soldier. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Why would it not be archery? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Wait one second. So it turns out that that has been a little bit lost in translation because... Because <laughs> you've been reading the ancient Greek. I, I was reading the ancient Olympic pentathlon, <laughs> which consists of javelin throw, discus throw, long jump, 
wrestling uh, and a short foot race of undetermined length. (laughs) (laughs) But also, how the fuck are you going to kill someone with a discus? How good do you have to be with a plate? I yell at the ancient Greeks. (laughs) (laughs) Having married a Greek, I'm quite sure good. Yeah, if you frisbeed a plate, you could do some damage. Yeah, I've seen Zeta. (laughs) So... (laughs) So, yeah, the modern pentathlon, loosely based on the ancient pentathlon, uh, very conquerable, I think. Did you say conquerable? Conquerable. Conquerable. (laughs) Able to be conquered. Hydrobates Plagacus. (laughs) 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 She's a feisty species. (laughs) Uh, And... Do you have do you have one more one more thing for us? I do indeed. So this morning was the final instalment in Olympic history of the men's fifty kilometer walk. Was it really? That's it. This is it. This is the the final hurrah for the fifty k walk. Is this because they now just but they're keeping the twenty k? They're keeping the twenty k. They're getting rid of the fifty k uh, because there's no women's fifty k, and the Olympics wants to move in a totally aligned um, sure. gender movement, which is phenomenal. Yep. Um, but yes, so the, the men's 50k walk, it's being, uh, being written up all over uh, the heavily patronised and high traffic walking sites that I was reading this morning. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Walker's World. <laughs> Gussandrig.biz. <laughs> 100 birds to see before you die. <laughs> you know, all the really cool walking sites. <laughs> so people are lamenting. Uh, the end of this race that is already very stupid. Yeah. And the reason that it's being pulled, aside from the fact that it is um, an, a race that doesn't have a women's equivalent, is because it has been described by the IOC as being boring. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when you've got DJ Bark, the world's <laughs> most boring man, telling you that your fucking sport is dull, <laughs> That's fuck, it. you're in trouble. <laughs> Thomas Bark, a man who famously spends an entire weekend painting a cavalry unit from <laughs> World War II in miniature form, <laughs> eating, <laughs> subsisting on gruel. <laughs> Shoving porridge into a sock (laughs) with chopsticks. What a psycho. These are all facts that are verified about Thomas Bach, the president of the IOC. Run at us, mate. (laughs) So basically people are are, uh, coming out in defence of it and saying it's a noble sport. It's uh, the most arduous sport and it's the most difficult event at the Olympics. Sure. I'm calling immediate bullshit. Because the marathon is only eight kilometres less and you have to run, run that it. fucker. Yeah. So, surely that's horse shit. It's also real shit because no one... Oh. Like, there is no other sport where you are in danger of physically shitting yourself I saw a more Japanese than this 50-kilometre walk. Fucking oath. I saw a Japanese bloke basically have a heart attack during yeah. the event this morning. Um, my God, <laughs> they just yeah. kept replaying this guy clutch at his chest. Yeah, and get up and keep walking. Oh. Um, and and that was where they went into the fact that this is uh, this is such an arduous event. And to that, I say no. The most arduous event at any Olympics was the 1904 marathon. If and I will also call bullshit on that because the most arduous event is the Sunday afternoon 3k walk to a Porto when you're hungover. <laughs> 
That's what I want to see in the Olympics. No, the hungover pentathlon. (laughs) (laughs) The hungover pentathlon. Step one, survive the night. (laughs) (laughs) If you you wake up, you're still in the running. (laughs) Then you have to put clothes on without falling over. Yeah. When you leave... Drink water without throwing up. (laughs) When you leave the house... The first three places you go to for food are shut or they haven't started and they (laughs) won't start until two hours in the future. When you finally get your food, you're forced to stand in a line queuing to order and then you have... There's no seating. All the seating's been taken up. So the only place that you can wait is in a car park (laughs) filled with motorbike fumes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then on the way back, you bust a plug. <laughs> <laughs> You're forced to carry your thongs while barbecue sauce from your B&E drips down your thigh. <laughs> the, fin- the final event is, of course, the going- AGB. He's <laughs> going for some alone time in the bathroom and scrolling through your phone to see what awful messages you sent the previous night and trying to undo that damage. Oh, I thought you were going to say scroll through your phone for 20 minutes to find a video that you're only going to spend 20 seconds watching. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) it's so true. But yeah, it's the 50k walk is being replaced as mentioned by breakdancing at Paris and uh, not the... (laughs) I know you said that straight, but fuck, that's a ridiculous (laughs) sentence. It's insane. And uh, it's amazing that it is being replaced with breakdancing at Paris as opposed to um, what the French Olympic Committee wanted to introduce uh, in the place of the walk, which was adultery. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to be like... That was... Pate chugging. (laughs) Shot down. (laughs) Goose goose (laughs) shoveling. (laughs) That's it. Just the the French pastimes. uh, No, no. There's uh, (laughs) French, you know... uh, Common cheaters, if you will. <laughs> that would actually be actually. What would <laughs> adultery at the Olympics look like? I. <laughs> it's just they send you out into a field, and there's just a drone that follows you from Spectre <laughs> Drone Services as you go out into the <laughs> into the city. You have four blocks to operate in of the city. You must try and pick up a non-married woman as a married man. <laughs> It's. I mean, it's. It's both. It's an open gendered event. As, as true. As yeah, a, yeah. As a married woman, you're in the running as well. Absolutely. Uh, it. It does not matter. I mean, again, this is still the most popular sport in France by some some links. <laughs> Later on in the event, the drones just outside a fucking window with curtains drawn, <laughs> and there's just a timer on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> and 36 minutes 25. Wow, that's great. <laughs> that is so good. And, of course, you just can't move past the fact that uh, the entire event uh, would have a soundtrack from Edith Piaf <laughs> just <laughs> screaming out of every drone hovering above. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but, yes, I, I do think that there's... Uh, there's no reason that uh, the 50k walk should stay in the Olympics in favour of just other more deserving events like, of course, breakdancing <laughs> or uh, <laughs> trampolining, you know, you know horse you know, dancing. You know, you know, normal stuff that people want to see. <laughs> it's, I just think if there's, if there's an event and all you're doing is a slightly faster version of uh, what people do day to day, yeah. 
Do you know what I think is actually going to happen for LA? I reckon what they're going to end up doing is, honest to God, competitive eating. Oh, like, the, I bet competitive eating is going to make it to the Olympics. The, the Nathan's Hot Dog Challenge. Yeah. That guy, the, the guy who's won like 13 of those. Is that a Japanese guy? No, the, uh, the American guy. Um, oh. Oh, what's his name? It's like Jimmy Cheesemouth or some fucking <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> it's, it, Jimmy Cheesemouth? It's, it's stupid. It's like some fuck. <laughs> it's like the fattest name you can imagine. <laughs> Joey Chestnut, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, fucking G- Jimmy Cheese. Jimmy Cheese mouth. Yeah, the 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 fat guy shovels <laughs> hot dogs into his mouth once a year, and and you see it on ESPN eight, the Ojo. Yeah, no, I love it. Well, it's probably good a time as any to run into the mailbag, hey? <laughs> it's eight time. Right, yeah, run into it. <laughs> what do you got? Let's stuff this porridge into this bag. So, we only have one thing today. This is from Walk Bedson. He gave us a DM based on yesterday's uh, yesterday's cast. You have been doing a fantastic job, and I have to say this on air, with all of the musical stuff over the course of these games. There's, there's some very subtle, <laughs> subtle gags in there. Absolutely. And none more impressive than, of course, including Manny Pacquiao's stirring rendition of... <laughs> Dan Hills sometimes when we touch. Yeah, it's haunting. As in, it will haunt yeah, you. Absolutely. It's like a ghoul of music. And Wok says, did you honestly need to play Manny Pacquiao's rendition of Sometimes When We Touch in its entirety after the episode? After spacing out for a second, it took me a solid two minutes to realise I hadn't managed to somehow switch it to 2GB or WSFM. And I said to him, if we had to endure it, so did everyone else. A brother or a sister But then the passion flares again And sometimes when we touch The honesty is too much And I have to close my eyes in And yes, for those of you playing along at home, Manny Pacquiao is singing about how sometimes he needs a brother or a sister. The passion flames again sometimes when we kiss. Oh, God. Bizarre from the big man. (laughs) (laughs) The first time he's ever been called that on air. No, totally. Famously dwarfish. Yeah. And if you want to pay us money so that you never have to hear Manny Pacquiao sing again. That's our new Patreon tier. Yeah. But no, you can support us doing what we love to do, which is bring you great content each and every month. You can head on over to our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Gus and Rig. Or as we near the end of these Tokyo 2020 plus one Olympics, we turn our eyes to Beijing in mm. six months, which makes fuck all sense in Olympic mm. terms. But yeah. we ha- will be pivoting the website gusandrig.com biz towards mm. Beijing you'll be able to sign up as a sponsor and get your name company face if you wish uh, front and center and uh, you can definitely sign up to one of our tiers and we'll be updating that over the coming days 
We sure will. If you want to just send us DMs that make it in the mailbag, hit us up on either Instagram on fa- or Facebook. On Insta, we are Gus and Rig, G-U-S-A-N-D-R-I-G. Or on Facebook, we are Medallica. Mate, I think that's all we've got time for. It absolutely is. Well, I desperately need to see a shag. <laughs> I'm going to take my binoculars, my book and head to the woods. These fluffy back tit babblers won't look at themselves. <laughs> Cheers. Some people love birds because they are cute. Some people love that they are majestic or that they are beautiful or that they teach us about the world or that they can change our perspective. Some people love birds because they are nearby or because they are exotic. Some people love birds because they confuse us or because they delight us. But I love birds because birds are awesome.